This podcast is brought to you by the Accredited Snow Contractors Association. With industry standards-based certification, a discounted insurance program, networking events, and legislative efforts that strengthen the professional snow and ice management industry, your ASCA membership never stops working for you. Join today at ASCAonline.org. Hi, this is Mike Zawacki, editor of Snow Magazine. My guest today is Canadian snow fighter Brad Catton, who has spent the last two decades refining his business sense at the Vancouver-based Invictus Professional Snow Fighters. He revisits his journey in his recent book, First in Snow, Inside the World of Snow Fighting. In his book, Brad talks to a number of industry insiders and explores a variety of industry topics, including snow fighting as an emergency service, slip and fall vulnerabilities, the challenge of securing insurance, and the disconnect that often exists between contractors and their clients. During this episode of the podcast, Brad and I talk about what inspired him to write a book, what he learned about the industry, and maybe more importantly, about himself as a professional and as a business leader, as well as whether there are, will be any follow-up books in his future. Well, thanks a lot, Brad, for uh, coming on the pod show today. I'm really excited to talk to you because it's not every day where a new book focused on this industry comes out. And it's not every day that somebody who is actually a frontline member of this community uh, puts a book out. And I wanted to talk to you about your new book, First in Snow, Inside the World of Snow Fighting. And I guess take me back, what inspired you or drove you to kind of put your thoughts down and say, I think I have something that I need to share with the industry? Yeah, I think for me it was really seeing that, you know, trying to find information on the snow and ice management industry is pretty tough. Sure, you can get online and you can attend a few events, but there wasn't really a go-to uh, info book that I could find. I know John Allen had put some stuff together, but it was kind of dated, and, uh, you know, technology had changed quite a bit since then. And so I just thought, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot on my mind, there's a lot of challenges that we face, and there's a lot of information that needs to go to our customers uh, with insurance rates changing the way they are and with, you know, just risk and risk tolerance and then, you know, that stuff getting pushed down on the contractors. I just thought it was time to, to put something together, so, so we did. You know what I find really interesting uh, after reading through your book is that um, it is um, – I wouldn't say it's a how-to, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily autobiographical, um, but it's some sort of hybrid of the two. Um, it's, it's also – I wouldn't say it's a tell-all, but it does kind of have that insider's perspective that you feel like you're being brought into a, kind of a, an exclusive space. Tell me a little bit about how – you, you, how you decided how you wanted to approach telling the story. Yeah, so originally we had started out, uh, it was going to be, you know, kind of a, a life story of, of Brad Caton and, you know, the snow fighter side. And what I realized really early on as we were writing the book is, um, you know, there was, nobody really wants to know that stuff anyways at the end of the day. And, and there's a lot of experts in our field that really have a voice, and they have a great voice, and they know a lot about what they're specifically educated in. And so we decided to do interviews and, and get as many experts as we could 
uh, into the book and really get feedback from a lot of different perspectives on the snow fighting industry. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it seems to have worked really well because we're getting really great feedback on the book. And, uh, you know, like you say, it's not a how-to book, but there is a lot of good information in the book on, um, you know, running your business and, and how to actually come and approach the snow industry. Mm-hmm. You say we, did you have a assistance when you uh, put this together? Um, and, and, uh, how much of the interviewing and writing w- was done on your end or did you have help or? Yeah, I was in every interview and I was doing the interviews. I had somebody help me put together the content and, and make sure that it was structured properly. Uh, on writing books is not my forte, but, um, it was nice to have somebody there that was able to capture and put everything in, proper contacts and then edit and, and do it the right way. Mm-hmm. At any point, did you go through a, a portion of the draft where you looked at what you were, you were, where you were at with the book and said, nah, this isn't right. I got, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my vision here. I need to go back and, and, and readjust and, and, and get back on track. You know, we had quite a few of them. <laughs> we were, you know, I was writing the book for about a year and a half, and we did go through, and I'm like, no, scratch that, scratch that. And uh, then we want to add this, okay, let's interview this person. And, yeah, that, that went on week after week for, you know, months and months uh, in order to get uh, to where we, we ended up. What was the most surprising thing do you think you learned about this industry while you were putting the book together? Well, I, I mean, it's fragmented. You know, it's a fragmented industry, and it's, it's unfortunately it's not as uh, respected and appreciated as it ultimately should be. And, and I think part of it is because, you know, the professionalism in, in many cases isn't there from the service provider's, um, you know, side. And just the actual knowledge from the, you know, the customer side isn't necessarily there either. They really don't get a grasp of what's going on. Uh, in the middle of a snow and ice storm, and they don't really truly understand the risks that uh, take place on a on a on a site. So, uh, for me, it was you know just how how much further we have to go to get to the point where you know the emergency response level of what snow fighting truly is uh, gets appreciated in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, same in the same vein. What did you learn about yourself as you put this? this book together, uh, maybe about yourself professionally or even about yourself personally? Yeah, I think I learned that, um, you know, by writing a book, you, you put yourself out there and, you know, you've, you've, the commitment level has to be there in order to finish it. And, uh, you know, I truly believe uh, in what we're doing as a snow fighting organization. And uh, I truly do want to change uh, the perspective of the public on what we do uh, on any given day through an event. And I just, you know, the belief level went through the roof on who we are and what we're doing uh, through the process of putting the book together. How important was it for you to have this book printed, and not only printed, but in hardback form, which is an expensive proposition uh, when, you, when, you're, when you publish something like this? And, and nowadays, you know, a lot of people do e-books and whatnot. Why was it important for you to, have a, to be able to have a hard copy? Well, one thing in our culture in North America is when you give somebody a nice book, whether they read it or not, they don't throw it away. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, dealing with professional uh, organizations on a high level with all of our customers, you know, to give them a, a paperback that I self-published or, you know, just an e-book, 
I really wasn't going to sit on anyone's desk and it probably was never going to get read because, you know, what, you know, what's the real interest there? But uh, by putting together a professional cover, putting together a professional hardcover book, investing on that side of it, uh, we felt that that would have the greatest stickiness for the customer uh, or the contractor to pick it up and, and read it. And you're right, it, it came out nice. It's a good looking book and they, you know, they tend to last when they're in that format. Yeah, without a doubt. I think there are a lot, you'd probably agree, there are a lot of people out there who probably uh, in our industry who have a book in them. Somebody who you've heard their story, you know, at a conference or, you know, at a bar during a networking event, and, and they really have a, um, a story that should be told to the greater audience. Uh, you know, perhaps it's inspiring, perhaps it's uh, very educational. What suggestion or advice would you give those people who might be who might be thinking they have a book in them but are too shy or too gun shy about putting pen to paper and and actually sharing that story i mean there's that's tough you said it yourself you're putting yourself out there yeah it's it's a lot of work i mean we it was week after week after week and lots of hours of putting pen to paper and and really you know getting getting the thoughts out uh, of the head. And, you know, we only live once. And at the end of the day, you know, if you've got a story to tell, you should tell it because, you know, if you don't, who's going to? And if you think you can help somebody, then uh, go ahead and help them. And, and writing a book is a bit of a legacy. It's something that's going to be there with you forever. Uh, you know, and whether it's read or not, that's a whole other story. I mean, readership on books today is way down compared to where it used to be. Um, so, you know, it's it's not... It's, it's maybe not as inspiring where you're going to become a, a bestseller or something like that. That's not what this book was intended for. This was more for education in our industry specific and primarily to two sides, one to the customer side and one to the, you know, the contractor side. Mm-hmm. Uh, any plans maybe to do an audio version? Uh, you know, it's something we've been talking about. I, I, the book just came out. We just really literally got it off the, the press in early January. And so we're kind of at the end of our sales you know, our, our, our winter season for uh, snow and ice management. I, I think over the summer months, perhaps, you know, we could do uh, an audio of it. So, um, you know, it, it could get distributed in different formats. You know, um, I you used to kind of say it yourself that uh, I thought, when I, when I was reading through the book, I thought there were some there were great stories, a lot of great anecdotal um, stories intermixed with a lot of uh, details about what it's like to work in this industry. Uh, you make a very strong case for being um, considered um, uh, first responders, uh, in a sense. Um, and uh, tell me a little bit about that. How long did it take you to kind of develop that sense of mission uh, for this book? Yeah, I mean, when you really look at, um, and it was through interviewing, you know, several of the uh, the great contractors in our industry, and, you know, the esprit de corps that we all have and, and the wanting to get out there and, and make society safer is truly at the roots of uh, a snow fighter in a lot of ways. You know, we realize that, you know, how many industries really get tasked the way we do to go out and put out hundreds of pieces of equipment in the middle of dangerous conditions for society to be safer, and, you know, it's so much different than, let's say, you know, being in the landscape business where you're scheduling your services each week, and it's, you know, basically time management, and it's a piece of cake, where for us, 
you know, we're watching the weather 24-7 during the winter months, so here, here comes a storm. Okay, let's get everybody ready. You can't put them out too soon just in case the storm doesn't happen, so you've really got to be able to flip that switch and move a lot of gear in a fairly quick period of time. And, you know, you're calling on, you know, your, your contractors to get up in the middle of the night, leave their warm bed, and <laughs> go out and, and fight snow. It really is first response. It's sometimes tougher than a lot of other first response stuff. I've done other first response stuff, and this, this one's a little bit more difficult because sometimes it doesn't end. It just keeps going on and on and on. And I'd akin it to a forest fire where the forest is on fire and it's approaching a town and no one's getting any sleep until that fire is put out and, and homes are safe. Right. And for us, it's, right. it's similar on, you know, we do mostly big retail the same for us, you know, it's, it's, we can't stop and just take a break. We can't, you know, the interesting thing about a forest fire is you would shut down the town and evacuate people and no one would be by their home. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, you know, we still got grandma showing up in her high heels through the middle of the storm wanting to go shopping and we've got to deal with that. So it's, um, it's in many cases a little more difficult even than being able to close an area off and just do your job. You know, you your book really serves to narrow the gap between the contractor and the property manager. And I was very impressed with your uh, with Chapter Nine, especially the property manager's perspective. How difficult was it to try to tell that side of the story? I mean, obviously, you could draw back on your years of experience with working with customers, but to truly kind of get into their mind about, in some senses, how little they really know about this industry. Yeah, I'm very fortunate to have, uh, um, you know, peers and friends that are, you know, property managers and we've done business with for years and years. And so getting some insights from them on what they're looking for is part of our conversations all of the time for, for you know, customer service end of things. I, I think the more we can educate the property manager on what's truly going on, I know they're always challenged by budget and cost and, you know, in our industry, that comes up a lot. Why did it cost so much? Or why am I paying for this or that? And uh, we started taking a pretty hard line as an organization of when we would service and when we wouldn't service. And when we started to educate our customers around the concept of, hey, if there's, if there's a possibility that there's smoke, then we're going to assume that there could be fire and we're going to go in and put out that fire. So for us, if the forecast indicates that we're going to have freezing temperatures, we're going to go and anti-ice that, that site and make sure that it's safe, um, no matter what. Um, obviously, we're not going to over-service and continue to go, but if the site hasn't been deemed safe yet, in our eyes as a professional, we're going to go and do that. And having long conversations with the customers around insurances and why we need to approach it that way has made a big difference for us um, in educating. Now, we, you know, you don't, you don't keep them all because some of them don't want to be serviced that way, but quite frankly, I don't want to work for people that don't want to be serviced that way. And there's enough good customers out there that do want to be serviced properly that, you know, if we take the time to educate them, they, they tend to get it from our side. And you know, communication is key of, of keeping them abreast of what's going on all the time. That's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Any, I know when you do a project of this magnitude, there's always things that unfortunately are left on the cutting room floor. Any of those types of anecdotes that maybe you weren't able to p- keep into the book that uh, you'd like to share? Well, I think, you know, some of the, the math around pricing, some of the math around, you know, the what can you clear in an hour per inch uh, per centimeter, 
some of that stuff we cut out of the book because it varies from region to region on pricing. It varies from region to region on even snow types. Uh, you know, we're on the West Coast. We get a lot of West Coast cement, we call it, mm-hmm. and really wet, heavy snow, whereas some of the you know, Midwestern states and, and some of the drier areas would get a lighter snow. So we cut a lot of that out of the book because it just at the end of the day didn't serve every region properly. Um, but I think I'd, I'd, if we were to do any more writing, it would be around, you know, the tactical side of the the business and, and pricing and, you know, what the industry should expect or what customers should expect on an hourly rate per, per inch of snow to clear X amount of square feet. You know, I'd love to get into that part of it with people so that we could normalize what's going on out there. I mean, even from an insurance perspective, that would help the insurance companies as well. You know, it sounds like you've kind of gained some courage. So you have, you think you have a couple more books left in you? Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Let's see how this one goes. You know, we, we invested a lot of time, energy, and uh, putting this together, and and uh, we'll just see how it's received. If it's received great, then sure, we've got more content. We can we could do more more books. Speaking of, what's been the initial reaction? Really good. You know, I um, again, we're still early on, and um, you know, again, it's a pretty niche industry. So it's not like, uh, and, it, and it's not a book that's aimed to be anything other than an industry book. So, you know, the people that have read it have given us good feedback. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not looking to sell the book as much as we're looking to give it and educate it to our, to our customers as well as our contractors. And then if other people want to use it and do the same, then it's available on Amazon or they can get a hold of you, Mike, and, and I'm sure we can get them books through the ASCA if we need to. Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay, great. Well, hey, thank you very much, Brad. I appreciate your help. And um, I guess last question is, um, um, what, is what was the greatest challenge that, uh, you, that surprised you about putting the book together? Well, it didn't surprise me. It's kind of like any endeavor that you've got to pursue, you've got to see to the end. So the perseverance to just get the time set aside to put the book together week after week and stay focused on that. I mean, it's like any, any business endeavor or anything, you got to stay consistent. And, um, that was the, the key to the book was staying consistent with scheduled time, you know, uh, finding the right people to interview and finding the best people we could to put into the book, um, that, you know, really had a heart for what we were doing. Uh, that was, that was part of the challenge. And, uh, we sure, you know, we, we have some great people in the book, and it's just fantastic that everyone was willing to give up their time and, uh, you know, sit with me and, and put their thoughts on the paper as well. That was that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not to name any names, but did anybody turn you down? Um, nobody turned me down. A couple of people missed appointments, and I kind of <laughs> moved on. But uh, no, nobody turned me down. 